Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast episode four. Can you believe it? It sounds so small, but it's been in my heart for years to start a podcast. And here we are, episode four, with so many more to come. Our guest today is Raven Vincent. She is, first of all, such a gem and so easy to talk to and have a heart to heart with. I had only just met her the day that we did the podcast and she was like a bright light as soon as she walked in. She's the creator of Us in the Making podcast and the author of the book, And There Was Joy. Um, and so much more if you follow her on Instagram. Uh, you can find her at The Making of Raven. And she has so many truth bombs that she drops there. We got real open and honest on this episode about our experience with anxiety and the fear and I hope that you feel encouraged um, and that you feel less alone uh, and know that you're not the only one going through this. So, uh, yeah, I hope you love this episode just as much as we did. Here's that episode. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm here with Ariel and then with the one and only Raven. Raven, it's so good for you to be here. <laughs> the one and only. Uh, the one and only. I actually don't know anymore, Raven. <laughs> oh. Wow, great. I love it. Um, but yeah, thank you for taking time out of your very busy day off. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. I love <laughs> to it. To be here with us. Uh, before we, uh, when we were trying to book you for the podcast, mm-hmm. you were talking about wanting to, like you had a topic in mind mm-hmm. and it was about women mm-hmm. and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like really timely because it feels like that's just like a normal thing. Like to say like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I was so anxious or mm-hmm. I have so much anxiety. That's mm-hmm. not like, an abnormal thing to hear even like I mean people you look up to your mentors like that's just like a regular language now and so I'm interested to hear your backstory on Mm -hmm. why this is something that's really pressing on your heart Mm -hmm. why this is something that you really feel so passionate about yeah um yeah yeah for sure um I I started to realize kind of like what you're saying about it seems like that's such a common language right now that Hey, I'm anxious. Hey, I'm stressed. I started to realize um, pre-pandemic that a lot of my friends and especially a lot of my Christian friends and even people that I looked up to, stress, anxiety was just as common as breathing. Like it's a Tuesday and I'm anxious. It's a Wednesday and I'm a- And it was just kind of been people were making jokes about it. And I just started going, OK, wait, why is this a norm? Why is this? Like, why is it as common as water and breathing and waking up in the morning? Waking up, I woke up and already I was anxious. And like, oh, girl, me too. Same. Hashtag relate. Like, it just became such a thing. And, I, and so, and especially um, as a Christian, I was like, okay, why is that a part of our language? When I always grew up knowing that as a Christian, we have access to peace and joy and the joy of the Lord is our strength. And it was a whole thing. And so, but we, my friends, and I have friends who are Christian and not Christian, but both of them, both groups were coming to me talking about how that's just something that they're always going to live with. Anxiety is just something that they will always have and always struggle with and live with. And I just could not get the thought out of my head that that wasn't God's plan for us. Like he didn't go, well, you know, the world's going to be awful, so you're just going to have to deal with anxiety all the time. <laughs> like, right, right. And, um, and I said, that just, it just doesn't feel right. Um, and I specifically, especially in the last, I would say, after, after turning 25, because before you turn 25, people just, you're, you're a kid. People are like, oh, they're figuring things out. They're just, you know, yeah. trying to get their life together. And it's like such a weird, like, you don't even know who you are. You're just like, what is right. my life? Yeah. Right, right. And, and it's kind of accepted by society. Like, oh, we're giving them some grace because they're just figuring it out. After 25, people are like, so what are you doing with your life? So Any what's the yet? plan? <laughs> yeah. So what's the plan? What are we going to do? What's the passion? Like, what's, what's your vision for your entire life? And I was always surrounded by friends, especially women who were creative, who were entrepreneurial, who had all these things, um, but they still didn't know. They didn't have all those answers. And so they were beating themselves over the head for not having those answers after 25. And, uh, and so I, it just became such a heavy thing on my heart, especially for the women in my life, men and women, but especially the women in my life who were juggling kids, who were juggling 
you know, mom, being a perfect wife, being a perfect mom, being a perfect, all of these different things. Um, and I'm anxious and I'm stressed out and I don't know how to deal with it. Um, and so, yeah, so even from, I think about 10 years ago, I started my Instagram page, The Making of Raven. And I just said to myself, Lord, and then I started the podcast a couple years after that, uh, called Us in the Making. And it was just about dealing with that anxiety and the stress and trying to figure it all out on the process. Yeah. And, I, and I just thought, okay, God, you're going to have to give us tools on the process because we all live in the present. Yeah. We're always in a process. So if we stay in that mindset that, oh, once I get out the process, I'll be happy, then we will never be happy. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> our whole life is going to be in a process. Yeah. Our whole life is going to be in the making, yeah. like I always say. And so that's what that's where it started. Yeah. That's where that passion started was just from conversations like this with my friends yeah. going, okay, this, I know we're joking. It's a lot of half joking, mm -hmm. but... <laughs> It's kind of like a depressing, sarcastic joking. Like the dark humor <laughs> that Gen Z has. Super dark yeah, yeah. humor. And, and it was like, okay, ha ha. But also, there's got to be a point where we're not struggling with it. Right. right? And that's what I was going to ask because there's like, it's such, um, it's so common that there is a very high chance that for anyone listening, you could be walking around feeling more anxious than maybe you had gauged in your own heart mm -hmm. and you have no idea, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, what, and then for you with these conversations, what do you think is that open door that really brings on that anxiety? Like where, because if you go back and you're like, all right, what, like, what are the, what's the trigger here? Like, why, why am I anxious? You know, mm -hmm. and you're like, all right, well, how do I even start? Because the first thing you need to do is identify that mm -hmm. you're anxious. Because mm -hmm. some people are like, well, I don't really deal with anxiety. I mean, I get nervous. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a mom and like, you have to be nervous. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm like a career woman. It's like, what is that? If you go back into your timeline, what mm -hmm. are some doors there that we've opened or even opportunities for us to believe and allow that anxiousness to come and then live in our minds? Well, and I mean, I think it's different for different people. I can, I can really go off of my um, journey and my experience. But for me, that's a great question. Um, for me, it was the agreement came in because it's kind of the same thing of in the Bible where Eve talks, of, or where the serpent comes to Eve and did God really say that whole thing? Um, my life. Right. <laughs> did God really say did that? Really say did that? he really no. say that? That was like the first thing that the serpent said to, to Eve and she agreed with him. Hmm. she agreed with like, you know what? Maybe he didn't say that. And actually, maybe his motives aren't correct. Hmm. Maybe he doesn't actually want what's best for me. Maybe he really is hiding power from me. And so I need to take a bite of this fruit to kind of gain my own control back. Hmm. And I think a lot of us, that's a lot of where that comes in. For me specifically, the distrust in the Lord and the distrust in who he made me to be, I started to win I felt like the lie, that vo that little serpent voice of, did God really say, are you really enough? Or is any of that really a thing? Um, I agreed with it. You know what? I may not be enough. You know what? I might be, it might be like God doesn't have what's best for me. And in fact, even if he does, it might just be what he thinks is best. Yeah. And it's still going to be miserable for me. And And so I had, it started for me, I had a wrong view of God. And I had a wrong view of um, him, especially as a father, discipline, all of those things. I thought if it's genuinely, I thought if it sucks, then it's probably God. <sighs> if I don't like it and I don't want it, he's probably doing it for my good to make me learn, to stretch me, yeah. to challenge me, all of those things. Um, and even in life in general, not even just with God, if something is hard, then it's probably good for me. If something's uh. difficult, then it's probably, I just need to get out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And um, and so it was so easy to accept the terrible things and say, that's got to be the right thing. And it was so hard for me to accept the good things that would happen. I'd be like, mm, something, something's going to happen. It's not good. This is not, this is too nice. This is too good. I'm too happy with yes. something the, the other shoe was going to fall. You like know, looking over your shoulder. Oh, like, yeah. This is too good to be true. Yeah. 
something has, and you summon what you serenade, right? Uh-huh. So like, you're thinking it's too good to be true. Well, guess what? Right. Right. Yeah. And so I started making decisions. So fear came in, fear came in and it, it, um, established itself and I agreed with the fear mm-hmm. and then the fear started manifesting itself. Mm-hmm. And so I started, be, and what happens is we start, and one of the things that I learned um, researching anxiety and stress and all these things, I learned that as we start to believe these lies, we start uh, subconsciously acting and making choices out of that fear and out of that pain and out of that worry. And those choices are what brings. So, for instance, um, if you have a fear of rejection right. and just from that pain, because you're expecting people to reject you, you're expecting people to not like you, you don't think you're enough, then you are going to start pushing people away. Mm. Or you're going to start putting yourself in situations and letting and teaching people to treat you horribly. <laughs> and then you're like, you see, they don't you want see, me. And then they, when they reject you and when they don't, you're like, see, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, no, I can push them away. Right. Yeah. They asked you out to different a bunch of different events and you keep saying no. And then you're wondering why the whole you're in your mind, the whole world is against you and no mm-hmm. one likes you and no one's inviting you to things. It's so good. It's, it's a, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. because you start moving out of that place of pain. Yeah. You start moving out of that place of fear. And then for me, it was like old wounds that I was not allowing to get healed from that fear, from that re- fear of rejection, fear of doubt, like fear of unbelief, fear of um, any unknown thing that was happening mm-hmm. that could happen, any bad thing that could happen. Yeah. I started living out of that place and making decisions and moving and acting out of that place. Yeah. And then those things would actually manifest and it would confirm. And then it was just a terrible cycle. Oh yeah. Terrible cycle. That's almost impossible to break out of because it's become a part of your habits yeah. and a part of who you are. So you don't know how to live life outside of the scope of, for example, people don't like me. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. you just live in that, like, mm-hmm. you know, and it becomes, it forms a belief Yeah, that, like scientifically. And this is again, one of the things that I, after researching, it forms a pathway in your brain. Like an actual, like an actual pathway. It actually forms a pathway Routes. in your brain. Yeah. There is a belief that is now embedded in your body scientifically yeah. that, for instance, people will reject me mm-hmm. no matter what. Then that will be a part of, it becomes a part of who you are. That lie yeah. becomes a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's until you decide to break that lie and replace it with the truth, mm-hmm. you're going to be operating out of that. Yeah. And you're going to be making decisions out of that. And then you're going to be wondering why everyone that you try to get close to ends up quote unquote rejecting you. Right. It's because you're living and you're moving and operating out of that place. And you can't yeah. even trust how you're viewing the world because you're viewing the world through your pain and through viewing the world, viewing the world through your fear, viewing the world. So when you say, Oh, see, they, this is what I thought it was. No. Yeah. You can't even really trust that because that's a lie. That's been a part of become embedded into you. Yeah. And that goes like into even the way you start to pursue things that could be like a relationship that Mm -hmm. could be a job opportunity Mm -hmm. that could be even like, you have an idea for a business, but you feel like for whatever reason, it's self you keep self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. the word? Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> um, and it's because like somewhere deep down inside, you are living through the scope of that like anxiety of mm-hmm. like not being fully known, mm-hmm. not being fully yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And this is all examples of like the whole, like the rejection thing. Mm-hmm. But I think even like for anybody else listening, like, So ways that like anxiety creeps in in my heart is when um, I don't have control. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Yes. (laughs) Because Uh I'm like, I got this. Like Mm -hmm. I'm partnering with the Lord Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do this portion. Mm -hmm. And God, you're going to do this portion. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to like rally and Mm -hmm. we're going to live my future out the way we planned it. Right. And then when it doesn't start to happen that way, I start to get anxious. Mm -hmm. And I realize like I'm doing everything in my own strength. Mm -hmm. And we weren't meant to take it all on in our own strength. And even the rejection thing, Mm -hmm. even the, like, pursuing your dreams, like, when you have kids with your husband, whatever, like, you start to take things in your own strength. Mm -hmm. And it stops working. And so then you're like, I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. People don't like me, Mm -hmm. whatever. 
And you start to get into this anxiety cycle yeah. of like, I don't know what's going to happen next because we feel like it's our job to know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I walk into a room and someone's going to reject me. Like, mm-hmm. you already have that scope of like, something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like that fight or flight mm-hmm. mode mm-hmm. of like, you're always in flight mode. Mm-hmm. For the most part, unless you're Ariel, then you're always in fight mode. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, doesn't care who you are. It's the president, I'll punch him. Right. I don't care. You know if what? it's like, you know, if it's like the pastor, I don't care. I'll punch him. You know, like, doesn't matter what your ranking is. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, but anyway, so, you know, it's like you, you start living in this like fight or flight. And I feel like yeah. to your point, like, yeah, it's all through that scope and it starts to build who you are. And then like. You're building that part of, like, your foundation on the idea that, like, I'm going to get rejected or I have no control over my life. I have no control over my decisions. That's a horrible way to live. Well, and that place of trying to control is even, I mean, it's all coming from the same place. It's fear of getting hurt. Mm. You're Mm -hmm. terrified that you're going to get hurt. You're going to get disappointed. You're going to get, like, whatever it is that could be really great, your fear is it's not going to be that great. Mm -hmm. And so even if I control it, then maybe I can protect myself Mm -hmm. enough or I can at least I can protect my feelings in the situation. If I control it and I know that it's probably not going to go great and I control the boat, at least I'm the one controlling the boat and I can make the impact not as bad or whatever. (laughs) Self-preservation. At the very least, if things don't go the way that I want them to, I can at least soften the blow. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I think again it goes back to that first the beginning. That first part of the um like with Eve where it's just kind of a you know, yeah, God God loves you. Yeah. But and God wants the best for you, but I mean, does he? Yeah. And in case he doesn't. In case he misses the mark. Yeah. In case something happens to where you're going to have to heal from. And you already have wounds. Anyone who's been alive for more than a year has has some kind of something, right? Yes. <laughs> something, some wounds somewhere. Trauma. Trauma. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of drama. And so it's like in that place, if I can make sure that this doesn't happen again, and I think yeah. there's a human response, yeah. if I can do anything that I possibly can to avoid, to avoid that, mm-hmm. then I'm going to try to do that. Yeah. And again, I think that that comes from a place of a lack of love. I think that comes from a place of not, because at the end of the day, like you even mentioned before, every human being wants to love and be loved and be fully known and be fully understood. And at the end of the day, like, yes, we have dreams to, you know, impact thousands and to be millionaires and to do all these things. But at the end of the day, most of us, I'm sure if you asked any human, at the end of the day, if you could forego all the money and all the thousands or whatever, at the end of the day, if you lived a life and you were fully known and you yeah. were fully loved, would you believe that that was a successful life? And yeah. pretty much everyone would be like, yes, yes. That was, that's all I needed was to be fully loved and be fully known and to do that vice versa, you know? Um, what I was going to quickly say to that is what I thought was cool, too, about that is um, – I think it's in Psalms or Proverbs, whatever, Mm -hmm. King Solomon, you know, Mm -hmm. he basically was like the riches, had all the concubines, all that stuff, right? right? And I think even as you read on, I think that's kind of even what he comes to the understanding of. If he had all the riches, he had all everything, but none of that really mattered. And I think to him, it was just to be known by God and to be loved. Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. And that's, uh, I think, even too, you go through the Bible. Job is one of my favorites. Esther, David, all of these people who are like big name people in the Bible. These are (laughs) Bible celebrities. All of these people were real people. And they were real. They all just wanted to be known and loved and fully understood and their families protected. And like they had the same goals that we have today. Yeah. And. Every single one of them, especially David, I love David because David has one of the most real relationship with God. Yeah. And the he's like, "You hate me, you love me." Right. <laughs> he goes back and like, forth. I hate my life, but I love my life. <laughs> so yeah, like, bro, like, you're so emo. Right? Like, hey, chill, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's so relatable because you're like, you're right. Like, yeah, there yeah. are times where you feel like 
God has completely abandoned me. Like, yeah. <laughs> or can I even really trust? Do you even care? Like, mm-hmm. are you even looking towards me? Yeah. What's happening? And so it's funny because um, all of the th- different things that I've done when it comes to the podcast, when it comes to the different projects that are coming out now, um, they're all kind of centered around this coming to a place of, okay, God, what are you saying over me? What's the actual truth? Like, I know this is a lie. I know that this worry is a lie. I know that this anxiety, I know worrying about this isn't going to change anything. Right? Right? Like, I know that worrying about something, whatever it is I'm worried about, isn't going to necessarily change the outcome, but it's still, I'm still worried about it. Right. I'm still like, (laughs) I opened my eyes and this is still turning around in my head. And, um, and so it's one of those things where, okay, God, what are you saying? And how do I practically Hmm. move out of what I know is a lie and I know is not beneficial for me? How do I actually do that to where I can actually live a life that is beneficial and that is fruitful? Yeah. Um, like and, what do we know right. to be truth? Right. And what am I saying is truth? Right. And what does the Lord right. say is truth? And yeah. how do I apply what God says is true in my life practically? Yeah. Like how does that happen? And so that's where I've been, even over the last couple of years, like I said, since 25, I turned 30 this year. Woohoo. Woo, 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 woo. um, uh, and so what is it? 30, flirty, and thriving? Isn't that? <laughs> 30, flirty, and Welcome to the 30s club. Yes, um, but yeah, ever since 25, I think it's one of those things that I've just been asking the Lord, been on a deep dive asking the Lord, okay, how do I practically do this? Yeah. How do I practically? And I've, I'm kind of like what you're saying. I've always thought that I didn't have any anxiety. Like, right. I, I don't struggle with anxiety. I don't know. Yeah. But I would wake up already pre-planning my day. Oh my gosh. I would, Me and you are the same person. I would wake up pre, pre-planning yeah. my week. If it like, could go like this, that would be great. <laughs> this is what I need to happen. And yeah. then when it didn't happen, I'd be like, okay, how do I change it? Yes. Like, how do I make this better next time right. to where I can make sure Let's it happens? Let's recalibrate right, right then. Right. You know, like, <laughs> These are the things that worked this week. Yeah. These are the things that didn't work today. How do I tomorrow? And so it was like me and God every morning would have what I like to call business meetings and we would sit down. Here's the plan. Okay. So what are we doing? So this is what the perspective is. Mm. Prospectus is for the next. This is what our quarter looks like. The next quarter we need to. We're under budget. Lord help me. (laughs) So these need to shift. Um, And finally it was like, God was telling me, okay, so when I said we were going to walk together, Mm. I meant, we're going to walk together and we're going to have a conversation. Yeah. We're not going to have business meetings. We're going to have conversations. Mm. And sometimes you're just going to listen. And yeah. sometimes you will talk and that'll be yeah. great. And I want to hear what's going on in your heart. But then I need you to listen. Yeah. And, uh, and he showed me that through David. He showed me that David with all of his, God, you suck type of thing. Yeah. God's like, I'm a big God. I can handle it. I know what's going on in your heart. I want you to say all those things to yeah. me. But then I also want to give you my perspective, the right perspective, the correct big scope perspective. And then if you, so if you quiet yourself down, I want to hear everything, Mm -hmm. get it all out. Then I need you to quiet yourself down so you can hear the right Mm -hmm. perspective. Yeah. And that is where the peace comes in. Yeah. Because you'll notice even in Psalms, David will say all that, God, where are you? You don't even care. Da, da, da. The very next chapter or a couple chapters later god you what did i why did i ever doubt you mm-hmm. you never feel your children you are so faithful to generations and da, 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 da. and it was because he quieted himself to hear god and get god's perspective and go yeah. you know what you haven't abandoned me yeah i'm so sorry that i thought you abandoned me yeah. you haven't abandoned me and you still are the same faithful god that you were generations before yeah and so that's one of the things that I, or that's the main thing that I use practically when it comes to dealing with anxiety. Yeah. That's why I can now come to a place of, yes, do anxious thoughts still come to my head? Of course. Sure. Yeah. Do I still have to like give it to God? A hundred percent every day. But it's now going, okay, what's your perspective with this? Yeah. So it's really just like being still enough 
to even gain perspective. Like, right. let's say, let's say you and God are not talking for whatever reason, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Really what just happened? taking time to gain perspective over the situation. Because I think part of anxiety, like, you know, if anxiety was like a monster, which it is, it would feed on uh, your inability to sit down mm-hmm. and rest. So it feeds on flight mode, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. It's very high-pressured. Yes. High-pressured. It's like, you need to do it now. Yeah. You're going to miss out. Right. Like, no- nothing's going right. Like, right. you need to move on to the next thought. Mm-hmm. And, like, you start getting into this, like, and, like, I think the, the word you use is, like, excellent pressure. Mm-hmm. You just feel, and, like, so many people right now, between the hustle culture, between mm-hmm. deconstructing what they believe with mm-hmm. the media, like, mm-hmm. losing their minds, mm-hmm. right? And, like, even, like, churches deconstructing. And, like, there's just, like, everything sort of seems like it's unraveling in the sense of, like, if you didn't know who you were mm-hmm. before all this started happening, then you're going to have a really hard time. Yeah getting a grip on that now right because you're just kind of like what is the verse in the bible that says like um oh my gosh of course i look like an idiot no 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 No, i'm just kidding uh but it basically it speaks on that like forgetting who you are and not having like your you know what i mean like or the person that looks in the mirror and then walks away and forgets Uh like that all like really to me speaks to me on like knowing your identity Mm -hmm. and like being like basically knowing who you are. Right. And, um, yeah, I just feel like when you don't rest and you don't sit and you don't spend that time, you really, really are giving way to anxiety. And, you know. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you about, like, you know, there's two things that come to mind that I was like, oh, man, I need to ask her this. Mm. One is, and we can circle back, but one was the difference between fear and anxiety. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's real fears, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then what does a life without anxiousness mm-hmm. or, sorry, what does a, a life where we take anxious thoughts captive? Is that too yeah. Christianese? No, I mean, yeah. Take the enemy captive. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Or where we stop those anxious thoughts and mm-hmm. we check ourselves, right? Like, mm-hmm. what does that look like? So mm-hmm. one, like anxiety and fear. Okay. Like, what are the differences there? What does the Lord say about like fear in general, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, not, this. it's interesting because one of the projects I'm doing, it was like a deep dive in, in what the Bible says about anxiety and what fear is and, and all those things. Um, yeah. Fear of the Lord and fear in general, two different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, completely, uh, fear of the, fear of the Lord is more of a reverence thing mm-hmm. and fear. And it's not a, you're not scared of your dad coming to spank you. It's not that. <laughs> That's <laughs> very specific. Yeah, you, know, yeah. well, you know, like I think. Childhood drama. <laughs> not, any, not from my personal experience. Um, <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> Just a friend of a friend. Um, but it's not, cause I always had this idea that, that. God was like this dictator and that you had to be scared of him. And that's what fear of the Lord was. So, but it's not, it's just a respect and honoring. It actually comes from a place of love. Mm, Um, And then, and so fear and anxiety, the difference between the two that I notice is that fear, both of them, honestly, both of them are natural things that come up Mm -hmm. in situations. Um, Fear is one of those things, though. Anxiety is a is a is like a feeling that comes up in a specific situation, like in response to something, um, in response to something that could happen or something that is happening. Whereas fear is an over what I've learned is an overarching thing that kind of if you it, it could lead your life. Mm. Fear is something. Fear of the unknown. Fear of rejection. It's a yeah. general, vague, huge umbrella of something that is leading you day by day. Anxiety is more of a quick, high-pressured response, like fight-or-flight response thing, whereas fear is a kind of a huge, it's it's almost, it's like a spirit. It's a thing that comes over you. Like you say, I am afraid of X, Y, Z, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just, that's who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make, it makes, becomes a part of your identity. It becomes, it's like, the picture I get is like the um, cloud over Eeyore. Yeah. That's yeah. fear. It's it is just, sad. Yeah. It is sad all the time. Yeah. No matter what's happening with his adventures with his friends, that is what is leading mm, him. Yeah. Um, and fear, anxiety, again, s- small high-pressured thing. It could happen every day, yeah. but it's still a high-pressured thing in response to your fear. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but fear has just got is that big thing. And yeah. if you and both of them come from a stem of a, a place of a lack of love, yeah. and like a childhood, like fear is like a childhood trauma, a hundred percent, yeah, or like a traumatic moment cause you to respond and say okay now I'm afraid of this right yeah. and it becomes it be, you now become like I we were talking about before that trauma whatever it is that became a part of your identity that lie became a part of your identity mm-hmm. there was a belief formed that said you know what that that is a, a rule of your life yeah, now. I am now afraid of You are this. now afraid of that. Yeah. Heights is a terrible thing, and yeah. you could die, and da 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 Like, yeah. it becomes a, a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and But both of those come from a place of lack of love. Yeah. And I genuinely believe that the solution for to, to deal with that fear and r- really laying it at the feet of God is going deeper in love. Mm. Because, like the Bible says, that... Love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. So fear cannot <laughs> reside where love is. Yeah. And so where fear resides in our lives, wherever it is, there is a lack of love there. Yeah. Or we need to go deeper in love there. Yeah. A deeper understanding of how loved we are by God yeah. and how loved we are by the people he's placed in our lives. Yeah. We need to understand that. And allowing love in those areas. Right. Because a lot of times it's like a locked vault, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, and this is like very little, but like for a long time I was afraid of butterflies. And I had to like go back because I wanted to love butterflies. And it was because as a child, um, I brought a butterfly to my grandpa. Oh. And one of the wings ripped off. <gasps> and his reaction Oh my God. Like, oh, I was like, wow. oh my God. I just, you know this what I mean? Terrible. And then I instantly yeah. was like, oh yeah, that's a no for me, dog. Like, you know, <laughs> no like, butterflies. We're never going to do butterflies anymore. Yeah, and yeah. then I had to like walk through that whole thing. And now my daughter loves butterflies and she'll walk oh. around and say, land on me, please. Land oh, on me. So <laughs> she really cute. does say that. She does. She goes, land on me. <laughs> and so, you know, I really that's had really to cute. walk through that healing. It's yeah. so little. And this is such like, you know, compared to like the amount of childhood trauma you could have. This right. is very small, but I think like, yeah, like allowing love, you well, know. Well, but see, it's not small to you. Right. It That's was, the thing. It was like, a big deal for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, anyone's trauma. I, I think because I never felt like my, I never went down a, you know how people go through seasons in their lives where like, they're just, I'm going against everything and now drugs and sex and da 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 I never did that. Yeah. And so I always felt like my story was not as in, impactful or and I never went through as much trauma as right, yeah. other people You're like I'm not I'm like, like that bad <laughs> I'm like, so, it doesn't yeah. even does not even matter like mm-hmm. it, it was like a quick but yeah no I it's one of those things it's like no it's valid yeah because yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> clearly yeah. it's it's a it affected your life yeah and so well and it, I would say that too like it is valid and it's okay that you didn't have to go through what some of us go through. Yeah. And I think, like, I agree with you. Like, sometimes in the past, people would be like, oh, man. Like, they would think that about themselves. Or people would say, how would you know this? But it's like, it was an honor, I would say. Or, like, that you didn't have to go through that stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't mean that you can't speak to anxiety or to other things. Like, But it's okay that you don't have this, oh, I turned from the Lord. Or, oh, I went down this dark path you know path or whatever because like for people that like for us or something like or people that have been in there I don't know about (laughs) you but like me but like you know I've been through that side of it so it's like those are just harder like things to overcome yeah right and so it's like I don't want to say lucky, but it's like, man, it's you're, you're it's blessing. blessing. You yeah. yeah, it is a yeah. blessing that you haven't had to go through that. Yeah, and you're not like sure. the majority. Yeah. Right. Like the, the people who like get into that like crazy season of their life, like they're not the like majority. They're just the loudest mm-hmm. portion, right? Because mm-hmm. no one's like, oh yeah, my life's crazy. I like stayed up till midnight. You right. Know? Like no one says that. You, like you, you don't hear those stories about like I internal rebellion. No, no, yeah. No. Like you don't. Yeah, yeah. I should have been in bed at nine. So yeah. Eight hours of rest. <laughs> right. So it's right. like you don't hear like the internal rebellious stories, mm. but like that story. I mean, this is so off topic, but you know that story definitely identifies with people. So yeah. if you don't feel yeah. like your story is valid. We have validated you today. <laughs> Your right? story is yeah. valid. Thank you. You are valid. I appreciate that. I appreciate um, that. So do you have something to I say? Do. Okay, yeah, I go do. for it. Um, I was going to say that I thought it was pretty cool that you 
the perspective of you saying that it's like a lack of love with mm-hmm. anxiety and stuff because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes with anxiety we're like how do, where's my quick fix or like what's my step to take mm-hmm. right but I would say and I don't know if this is true but like I would say that anxiety is the fruit of fear agree I because agree it goes that. hand in I agree hand with that. it's like yeah. always like and if you read it in the bible too it's like fear and anxiety fear and anxiety like okay if i'm anxious about something what am i anxious is because i'm fearful of this or like for right. example i count time a lot mm-hmm. like a lot it's pretty bad but then i work and have to count time so right. i make sure people stay on schedule and i'm like i don't know if this is a good thing because it's <laughs> uh-huh. like poking at something uh-huh. in my life yeah. you know but i'm like oh, why am I getting anxious about time? Oh, because I'm fearful that we're going to go over. And if we go over, time is money. And then people are owed and we're over budget and all these things, you know? And so it's just like, yeah, it's it's good that, like, that's a really cool perspective is, like, and somebody who might feel like, oh, I I think I'm really loved and I feel like I'm in a great spot with the Lord, but I have this anxiety. It's just like, okay, yeah, it's another area in your life that you actually aren't allowed exactly. to love in. So exactly. that's just like a and really close perspective. Yeah, thank you. And that's the, there's no guilt in that. Right. There's no guilt. In, there's always going to be a place where we can grow in love. Yeah. Is it, so it's not saying, you know, if you have anxiety, you don't know that you're loved. It's not saying that if you have anxiety, you don't know who you are. And right. there's an area in your life that you can grow in love yeah. is what, all that means. Yeah. And going, okay, God show me how loved I am in this area, whether that, and that's either whether, I mean, it can be through a conversation with one of your, like with you guys, Mm -hmm. it could be, um, through just going in the word and being the amount of times that I reread Psalm 139. I reread that all (laughs) the time because I constantly need to be reminded that God knows how many hairs are on my head. I constantly, constantly need to be reminded, um, that his face is turned towards me, that he cares a lot about me. Yes, he cares a lot about wars and he cares a lot about famine and all those things, but he cares a lot about Raven Vincent. Yeah. Raven Linnell Vincent. (laughs) You know, like he cares a lot specifically (laughs) about me. And it's not just a, I I genuinely, I generally care about you. No, I care about you being anxious right now. Yeah. That, that matters to me. It heavily matters to me. And I'm the creator of the entire universe. Yeah. And this heavily matters to me in this moment. Yeah. And so getting that full understanding and getting that reminder helps me when it comes to perspective yeah. all the time. And I have to constantly do that. Yeah. Um, and it's, and that's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's yeah. not a, it, has, it has nothing against you as a person. You're a human being. And he knows that you, one of my favorite verses in the Bible um, one of my absolute favorite verses, there's two, but one of them talks about how God himself watches over you. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't like hand you to a bunch of angels or like, you know, um, right, right, right. delegate you to a bunch of other lower people or whatever. Right. He's, like can you babysit? Right, right, right. He's, it says the Lord himself watches over mm-hmm. you. And then that's one of my favorites because that means yeah. he personally cares yeah. about my life. And then the other one is Jeremiah one twelve, where it talks about, he asked Jeremiah, God asked Jeremiah, you know, what do you see? And Jeremiah says, I forgot how Jeremiah responded, but he says, God responds to him saying, you saw correctly because I am watching carefully over my word yeah. to make sure that it comes to pass over yeah. your life. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, it helps me to wow. continue to be mindful in that yeah. and reminded of, okay, he cares enough. It's okay. Sorry, my phone, my phone. <laughs> Apparently everyone wants to talk to me. <laughs> You're good. Um, but he cares enough to, to make sure that anything he says over my life, whether it's you're going to be a great mom, a great wife, or this desire and business idea or whatever opportunity that I have for you, yeah. it's going to happen because yeah. I myself, the Lord, am making sure that it will. I'm watching yeah. over that word to make sure it's going to be completed. Yeah. You know, and that just reminds me how loved I am, which then helps obliterate that fear in that specific area. Yeah. And I, I want to speak to like the people that are listening that maybe are taking medication for their anxiety mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and are just like this, like it's very paralyzing mm-hmm. for them because I think like there is no one, there is no like, it's not plug and play. Right. Right. It's very like situational. And like, I have tons of like mom friends that are like 
it's very normal for like in my mom friend group for like out of 10 of us for like five or six of them like the you know majority for that for them to be taking like anxiety medicine yeah and like two things I don't want to diminish and we haven't done this on the podcast but Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to speak on this Mm -hmm. um I don't want to diminish their anxiety to like a well just let love in right 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 a hundred percent that was weird. <laughs> and then uh-huh. and then another thing is like this might be a hot topic, but I think that anxiety like a a how do I put this in a way? I think that busyness mm-hmm. is a very big open door mm-hmm. for anxiety mm-hmm. because you start to, like, when you get busy, you have to plan. Mm -hmm. So you start to take things into your own, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're Mm -hmm. not, like, sitting on waiting on Jesus to give you a 10-step program to how to make, you know, like, when you're busy, you have kids, you're going in the morning, you have a podcast recording, you have a meeting, you have a full-time job, like, you have an extra gig, and then you come home, you make dinner, Mm -hmm. and then you have to, like, cater to your husband Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. You end up being so busy, you start taking things into your own hand, and then, like, one day bleeds into another day and then you have a little baby and then you have postpartum anxiety mm-hmm. and depression and it goes into this thing and it's like, well, maybe someone's listening to this podcast and they're like, yeah, but what you guys are talking about is like, you know, like just whatever. And yeah. I feel like yeah. for me, when I lived in Wisconsin, I feel like we're going so long on the episode, but I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. When I lived in Wisconsin, I had like... um Man, I had paralyzing anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like it would literally... Sh- like I had physical shakes Mm. i would be on stage about to lead worship i'm a christian Mm -hmm. i give my worries to the lord right i'm doing everything right according to like whatever counselor would give me the 10 steps come on i would literally be on stage ready the countdown is going i wasn't anxious about leading worship i just had this anxiety on me so bad that I would literally get off stage, go to the restroom, dry heave into the toilet, right. come back wow. before the timer went off. And like I tell Aaron Herman, he was shout out to Aaron. He was like my mentor. I'm who I am today because like <laughs> he gave me a chance. But you know, like I would be like, Aaron, like I just don't. And he dealt with that kind of anxiety before mm-hmm. and um, had been like, you know, had overcome that. But he would be like, you need to take care of that. And I would just like go off and like go throw up and yeah. come back because my body was like convulsing and mm-hmm. I would be like convulsing in bed. I was just like, and I didn't know where it came from, but truly, 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 as I walk through the journey of anxiety, it comes from putting, like doing it on your own strength. And yeah. like, I think like the verse yeah. that really hits with this is like the joy of the Lord is my strength. Uh-huh. That means that you don't do it on your own strength. You don't do it yourself. So you can't take care of your kids mm-hmm. better than the Lord can. Right. You can't get yourself, give yourself more money than the Lord can yeah. give you. And like, granted, you know, like you get opportunities, like don't sit on your couch and expect to get like a million dollar paycheck. Right. Uh, not that he can't do it. Either. Right. Probably, yeah. But you know, <laughs> yeah, but you but, know, yeah. like, so anyway, so speaking to that, as we were talking, I just wanted to touch on that topic. Like yeah. if there is someone listening to the podcast, that's like, or to this episode specifically that, you know, is like so deep in that, like, mm-hmm. first of all, and we all can echo this. There is no shame in yeah. your anxiety. Not at all. There is no shame in even taking medication for Not your anxiety. And like, I think it's very, in that Christian realm, it's very much like, um, it's like the therapy thing. Like, don't go get therapy. Don't get therapy. Of, don't yeah. take medication. Yeah. Give it to Jesus. You just it's gotta like, pray about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's like, listen, yes, you do have to pray 100%. about it, but it yeah. really is a lot of like deep, deep work yeah. and telling like your child version of yourself, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And saying like little Raven, look, I know that wherever in your timeline, you had anxiety about your future or mm-hmm. about your family mm-hmm. or about living the life that you feel is successful, yeah. like going and allowing the Lord to talk to that little Raven right. and tell her her identity. Right. And like for me too, it's like, you know, whatever I felt like I had lost control of, mm-hmm. like that anxiety was just like so present in my life right. that really it just took like me hitting rock bottom right. and being like, I physically cannot stop anxiety. Like I yeah. physically cannot 
whatever fear this is and going through the process of like sitting down and being like, okay, what are the areas? Like, what's my trigger points? And then mm-hmm. like seeing my healing come, yeah. seeing yeah. Like, love come into that place. Yeah. And again, like the joy of the Lord truly is your strength yeah. because if you do it on your own strength, you're really just welcoming anxiety. Right. Right. Into. Right. Yeah. And letting, and when you let that well, like kind of, I call it like letting your well kind of dry up. And, and when you, and you're running on a low well, like an Mm. empty, it's almost like running on low and gas when you're running, doing that. And you're in that busy schedule like that, that's of course, it's like a breeding ground for anxiety. Yeah. And, and one of the things last year, I know we're going long, but (laughs) last year, um, I was doing, um, I did a, a nutritional thing with my nutritionist and she did like blood work for me just to see what's going on in my body. And it turned out I was in full on fight and fight or flight mode, like 24 wow. seven. What? <laughs> she was like, Hey, so fight or flight mode is for emergencies and your body's in 24 seven fight or flight mode. Wow. And, and I'm my day job. I'm a event planner. So I you have are to always be, on fire to be going, but, um, but she was like, so that's actually not good. Um, and one of the things that ended up helping me, well, I mean, so that's why I'm, I'm with you. Definitely. If you need to take medicine, take medicine. Yeah. I didn't take medicine. What I did was take supplements for, yeah. there were certain things that I was lacking in like vitamin D, those Mm. those type of things that was not scientifically, nutritionally, like those things that I had to address to make sure my body was on a good equilibrium with hormones, with those things. So I dealt with it like that. And I did the spiritual deep dive into my, and I started learning because I do some counseling as well. I'm I'm a little everywhere Um, (laughs) y'all. But one of the things that we do is what, like what you're talking about, with the, this type of counseling that I do is I go back and I allow God to show me where specifically, what age were you when that door came in, when that yeah. door opened, where was it? Who was it involving? What was the false belief that came in at that time that has now become a fear over your life that has now become an anxiety every day mm-hmm. that like is driving your anxiety. Yeah. Um, and when you do, and it's not a, I don't know if you've been through those like healing deliverance, any yeah. of those things where people are convulsing yes. and crying and all of the things and sobbing. Cute buckets in right. the corner, right. kind of like weird. Yeah, but yeah. I want to say one thing to that though. I've never seen those things. And so like, you know, it's like the healing and deliverance can be a really great thing. And yeah. it's not all throwing up or puking or what people are like. Some people right. describe right. it like, right. which it's is what actually I mean. a beautiful thing. Right, yeah. which is, and this is what I'm talking about because I, that was what I saw. That was what I always saw was the puking and the sobbing and the which is has its place and there's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that but what what we do and when we deal with that and it's a deep trauma that happened when they were kids but we identify the belief we identify what it was the false belief the fear the open door and then we go okay we're gonna break that belief i need yeah. you to say it out loud yeah. we're breaking that and then we're gonna replace it with the truth which is that you are loved. You don't yeah. have to control everything. Yeah. You can trust yeah. that God is in control or whatever it yeah. is. And in that simple, sometimes people cry. Some people, sometimes people don't. A lot of times <laughs> they don't. But whenever, whatever it is, because God knew, hey, that specifically is that open door from that trauma from that age. Mm-hmm. And when you deal with it, literally every single 100% of the time, everyone walks out of that room with me. Every single time. I feel so much lighter. Something came off. I, I can feel it. I know that there is a difference. Da, da, da. Every single time, yeah. without fail. And it's because God let it and said, hey, today, I know what you can handle and I know what you can deal with. And we're going to deal with that trauma That's so, so that you're not living under that fear anymore. Yeah. And when you see the fruit of it, you're like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that, that's what I'm saying where I don't, yeah, I, I agree we do want to go off biblically what the Lord says, and we yeah. do want his love to fill us and all of those things. But we also want to address things yeah. and yeah, practically, like whether it's a nutritional thing, whether it's a mental thing, whether like whatever it is that is fueling that anxiety, God wants to heal all of it and he wants to address all of it to get you back right into alignment. So yeah. for me, I had to do all of that. Yeah, I had to get the supplements that I needed. I had to get some sleep. I had to drink more water. I Eat had to, three meals a right. day. Like. <laughs> I had to practically stop. Hmm. I have now gotten to the point where I can, even in the midst of the workday, 
go, you know what? I can feel that I'm getting to a 10. Mm. I need to take a minute. And I will literally put an alarm on my, on my phone for one minute, close my laptop, close my eyes, take that minute. Wow. Yeah. And slow then, down. And slow, slow down. Like, I just need a minute. This is, I just yeah. need literally 60 seconds. And so it's one of those things, like doing all of those all together. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Then God begins to, adjust. and then it becomes practice. It's like building a habit. Yes. Then, and that's, so that's where I can say that I no longer struggle with anxiety. Mm, yes. I experience anxiety, yeah. but I don't struggle with it to yeah. where it is leading my life. And that's good because a lot of times we're so, it's so easy for us to be like, oh, I'm so anxious today. Oh, I've been so anxious. Mm -hmm. You just keep saying that. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, yeah. Also, you've had your third cold brew today. <laughs> <laughs> your body is shutting <laughs> down. <laughs> okay, this was her the other day. It was only two, but she was like, Rodo, and then she was like, like, another cup of coffee? And then, Rodo, and then I was like, <laughs> just like kind of chill because like I was in pain that day. And then she's just like, no, no, I think I'm okay. I've had two cups of coffee. Yeah, I've had two cups of coffee. I'm like, I'm okay. Like, I felt, I'm like, I felt anxious. But it's like, all right, look, you are not having three square meals a day. So, like, uh -huh. let's talk practically, right? right? Like, there's childhood trauma. And we honestly, we need to land this blame. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but so there's childhood trauma. Like, you need to deal with that. There's, uh -huh. like, a severe fear that, like, your kids are going to die. Uh -huh. So then there's uh -huh. that. There's a severe fear that you're never going to reach your dreams, never going to get married, never right. going to have kids. Right, 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 right. It's right. too late for me. Right. And and then there's like, that. you don't sleep well. Mm -hmm. You don't have three squared meals a day. Mm -hmm. you're not even one. Water. You're not drinking <laughs> any water, yeah. which means you're depleting yourself right. of like all of your like magnesium, mm -hmm. selenium, mm -hmm. like all that crap. Mm -hmm. And then you have that like three cold out fruits. Your right. Yeah. Balances out your uh -huh. hormones. You're a woman. So then you get your period and you're a wall <laughs> okay so real and then you have like three cold brews uh -huh. and then you like go to sleep at midnight wake up at six in the morning for work and then you work all day and then you're like oh my god i'm really struggling with anxiety no sis <laughs> You are not taking care of yourself. Right. You're just not taking care of yourself. Like, you're right. not struggling with anxiety. Your body is shutting down. Right. It's telling you, please, yeah. dear God, where can I give you a red flag? Yeah. Please, like, your body's in survival mode. It's in survival Full mode. And it's like, yeah. look, it is important for us to remember that in this hustle culture, mm -hmm. you are going to feel anxiety yes. by default yes. right. because you are constantly trying to move ahead and right. you're never content with yeah. the now right. sitting down with friends like you sitting around on the couch one person has a 10 second breather and everyone whips out their phones mm -hmm. i'm like your head <laughs> ariel guilty your head is down in your phone you're scrolling 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 uh -huh. scrolling scrolling your eyes are like looking at a million other people's uh -huh. lives you're uh -huh. peeping into these people's lives and then you Comparison. get back into this conversation mm -hmm. you're doing it over dinner you're comparing so it's like you know what yes there are no parameters in our lives right now. If we're not careful, there's no parameters in our life to keep our heart in a place that says, I am going to not control what mm -hmm. I can't control. Mm -hmm. Live in the now. Have the perspective that, like, if it's out of my hand, it's in God's hands. Yeah. Lay it at his feet. Yeah. And I'm just going to take care of myself in my heart, you know, yeah. because, like, at the end of the day... We can just be anxious about all these things. We're not taking care of ourselves. Right. Like, yeah, we're going to feel that. And then on top of, like, all this stuff, we're just continuing to say, like, we're so anxious. We're so anxious. Right. It's we're like saying it over Christian over or not, over. Yeah. Yeah. Christian or not, like, you hear this and even, like, business podcasts or mm -hmm. entrepreneur podcasts, they're mm -hmm. like, you, you know, what you say. Yeah. yeah you're manifesting. Right? right. That's, like, the big, that's, yeah, like, yeah. the hot word oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Manifest, manifest your future. Manifest your future. You know what I mean? And it's, like, so, you know, like, which, you know, a manifesto is, like, when people take inventory of everything that's inside of a boat. Yeah. You know? Look yeah. for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So, it's, like, well, yeah, you want to manifest. I need you to take a little inventory about the things that you're doing in your life. Right. And you're mm, never going to be able to, like, you just won't. You're always going to be fighting yourself. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that was my soapbox. <laughs> no, I'm good. sure we can keep speaking on this. That's no, good. I'm going to land this plane Do before it. we end this. Can you, if you feel comfortable, can you just pray for anyone I right do. now that's listening that's like, in my heart, I just feel like, first of all, I don't know if I have anxiety, but maybe I do. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm taking, like, I've been taking medication for years. Like, whatever the case may be, like, whatever you are on the spectrum, will you just pray for us? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Lord, I, Father, I just pray for um, each person who is listening to this podcast 
whoever it is, that one person in their car or at their home, wherever they are, listening to this episode. God, I pray that you would visit them right now, that they would feel your tangible presence, and that they would know that they are not alone, that you would fill any place, any place where there is a lack of love, any place where there needs to be more understanding of your love, an understanding of who they are and whose they are in any area. God, I pray that you would fill that place. And I pray too that whatever trauma, whatever door, that there is an opening where anxiety, where fear was let in, I pray that you would show them where that door is, that they, and you would endue them with the strength and the power and the grace to close that door and to replace those lies with your truth. And I also pray, Holy Spirit, that you, God, would bring just practical strategies. You would show them where um, the, the moments in the day that they need to take a breath, the, the things that they need to say yes to and things that they need to say no to, um, that you would show them even supplements or whatever it is that you, like you are the ultimate healer. And you ultimately know what is best for each and every one of us. And I pray that you would show each person, for them specifically, what they need to do. What supplements, what medicine, what whatever it is, what Bible verse, God, that you would lead them to those verses, that you would lead them to the truth, that they would feel so much freedom. Because there is a hope at the end of the t- tunnel. There is a light There's a truth that says that they were not meant to be on this earth struggling with anxiety. So I pray that they would live a life of freedom where even when they experience anxiety, they overcome it. They move forward in victory and in your truth, in Jesus' name, and in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, I just re-listened to this episode to make sure I didn't miss any of the takeaways and I just felt encouraged all over again. I could best describe it as taking a deep breath in and just exhaling all of the worries and anxieties that I have been carrying even through this week. Uh, I wrote down some of the takeaways during the recording, but as I was listening uh, just now, I wrote down some more because it really did just speak to me differently. Um, I'd be interested in hearing some of yours. You can find our Instagram at As Yourself Podcast, um, and I'll post a small clip of this episode, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on some of your takeaways uh, and how it um, just kind of spoke to you in your life, in your week, or even just in your day. Um, So here are my takeaways. Uh, Our success is in the process, um, in our obedience, and not in whatever we think our arrival is, whatever future we think, whatever picture we have in our head. Um, It's in the process, and it's in really just what we learn and what happens in our heart in the process. Um, I think if we're constantly looking for the future, we miss the now. And that's an elementary school of thought, right? Everyone knows that. Uh, But more importantly, if we're constantly dreaming and thinking about tomorrow, then we miss out on the present glory and um, just cool things that are happening right now. Uh, Number two, we summon what we serenade and we manifest what our hearts truly believe. If you really think that, you know, there's evil around the corner, um, you know, chances are you're going to find what you're looking for. Uh, I truly believe that. Um, I think that it's important for us to have the mindset that we're taken care of by God um, and um, yeah, that he's always with us and we just have to surrender everything to him, which leads me to my second one is we weren't meant to do things in our own strength and to give it to him. I think this is something I constantly struggle with, which is one of my main reasons for having anxiety is that I tried to do it all on my own. Uh, But that's like every woman I know ever. We're just like momming and cooking and wifing and doing all the things. Um, And I think it's important to remember that we don't have to do it all on our own. Uh, And we definitely don't have to do it all on our own strength. Um, And just remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
um, a little extra thing there but uh, thank you so much again for listening truly this has been a dream of mine I keep saying this for a long time um, you know at the end of the day if no one ever listens to this I just love doing it and it's even better that there's so many women that come up to me and just tell me their stories of listening to this it encourages me um, really I feel like we're doing this together so if you have anyone that you know would be awesome to interview um, that just has an amazing story feel free to reach out to us again our podcast is as yourself podcast we're open and we are willing uh, to just get you on the podcast um, yeah have a wonderful day we will talk soon